our healing power comes from God, right? And we're just in this position to carry out his will and his agenda. And he's just blessed us with the ability to take care of another person, which is, to me, that's the ultimate gift, that, that God is trusting us to take care of his creations, right? There's, that's a powerful, powerful way of thinking, a powerful realization when it, when it came upon me. And that's why I pray every single day for healing power from him. Every single day I pray that because I know I can't go a single day without it. Right? I can't go a single day without his power to heal flowing through me. Um, and, and that's how I approach medicine. That's how I, I operate with, with my patients and, and my clients. And that's how I found my purpose. I see my victory so clear. You hear me talk a lot about self-care, but have you ever taken a glimpse of your soul care? That's what we're going to be talking about today as it relates to not just pharmacy, but healthcare overall. We are the most accessible providers, but what about the ultimate provider? What about the physician? What if you were able to get insight, not just in pharmacy, but also from the physician side of things, but not one or the other, both? I'm so excited to invite to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast a fellow Christian who is not only a pharmacist, he's also a physician and has an MBA and his own podcast, and he's a very dear friend. So I am so excited to welcome my, my good friend, Dr. Harris, to the podcast. Welcome aboard, sir. Thank you for having me, Adam. You know, first off, all glory to our Lord Jesus Christ for bringing us together today and Bless everyone under the sound of our voice. May you have health, prosperity, and wealth. And this is a real honor for me because I followed everything that you put on social media, your demeanor, your attitude, your positivity. You truly are a blessing out there for, for pharmacists and for anybody who you come in contact with. So thank you for all that you do, and thank you for graciously having me on your podcast. Oh, dude, thank you for saying that. And I think that's the first time we've opened the podcast with prayer, which has me super excited. You give me an idea, like maybe I should start that from now on. So I'm truly humbled and I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be doing this. I wouldn't have this audience, this platform, this brand, if I didn't come to the point where I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. So that's a, what brought us together as a real connection and what caught my attention about you. So there's so much to talk about. You have so much value to offer so many people in pharmacy, in business, in healthcare, and in, in all the things. Uh, but what I really would like you to share is how that took a twist from your endeavors to being a vessel for doing his work. And what I'm talking about is your faith journey. So I'd love to hear what in the first place geared you towards healthcare and why pharmacy wasn't enough or medicine wasn't enough and why you just really love school. I don't know, man. Maybe you're just crazy. <laughs> I yield to you on that one. Um, but if there was a certain point or moment or process that kind of shifted the gears and allowed you to see how much value you could really dispense and prescribe being a child of God. So the floor is yours, sir, and I'm really excited to hear this. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's interesting. I'll start this story off by what happened in medical school, and we'll go backwards uh, after that. When I got in medical school, my mom sent me a drawing, and the drawing I made when I was I don't know, probably three or four years old. And it said, when I grow up, I want to be a physician because I want to help people. 
And that was my passion when I was a kid. I read Gifted Hands by Ben Carson. And I said, I want to be a physician. This sounds like what I'm, I'm meant to do. And at that time, I was reading books about whales and dolphins and sharks. I was that kid reading about biology and science instead of reading uh, Hardy Boys and Goosebumps. <laughs> you know, those are the things that were popular when, when I was a kid. I just dated myself. But <laughs> that's what uh, those kids I, were reading. I had every Goosebumps book. So <laughs> yeah. I'm with yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, I still read those things, but I, I tended to come home from the library with all kinds of books about science and biology and chemistry. And that was always my interest. When I got to college, I thought I wanted to do biomedical physics. I thought I wanted to make prosthetics and make medical devices. Realized I love physics, hated math, switched into biochemistry. Uh, thought I wanted to do bench research, did bench research for two years. Not my thing, way too tedious. Had no idea what I wanted to do. And here's the funny part. I got in pharmacy school not knowing one thing about what pharmacists did. No clue about the profession of pharmacy. My mom said, hey, you should look into being a pharmacist. And it just so happened I worked in the dean of pharmacy's lab. Wow. Talk about God intervening on my path before I even knew what was happening. So I said, okay, that sounds like a plan. And I went to pharmacy school, realized in my first year of pharmacy school, I wanted to go to medical school. But I never quit anything in my life. And I was 21. I was in Austin, tons of friends, having a great time at University of Texas, stuck it out, and then went to medical school. And it really wasn't until after I finished residency that I got back into my faith. You know, as a, as a kid, there was lots of experiences that led me out of the church. And it wasn't God. It wasn't Jesus Christ. It wasn't the Holy Spirit. It was people. Right? And people aren't perfect. We know that. And I had some experiences with racism in the church. I had some experiences with people not accepting me for who I was. Um, and this was both racism from, from black people and from white people. I was too black for the white people. I was too white for the black people. So I was in this weird intersection as a kid. And I said, you know what? I'm done with organized religion. What I didn't know, organized religion wasn't done with me. And all of these things serendipitously happened uh, to get me to where I am now. And then once I got back in the church, it, it happened simultaneously. My pathway to holistic medicine opened up at the same exact time that I got back in the church. And that was when I, I, I found my purpose. Well, I didn't find my purpose. God put my purpose back into me and said, this is the medicine I want you to practice. This is why you're here. Trust me and step out into this realm. And I took a year to just read and learn and, and draw up business plans and rip them up and throw them away and draw <laughs> up another business plan and rip it up and throw it away. But it took me a year to really game plan what I wanted to do. And uh, once I, I asked God, when's the right time? When should I pull the trigger? And once I got that feeling that it was time, that's when I, I moved into holistic medicine. Wow. My man, that is just phenomenal that God put that on your heart. And I think it's just a testament that so many of us want to have the way defined that we want to make sure that's okay. And as many people listening, mostly are pharmacy students or pharmacists, we're very type A. Like we want to do one, all, all our ducks in a row. We want to make sure that this effort will lead to that outcome. But when it comes to faith, it's very different. 
if you go into something knowing that your action will have an outcome or that if you go this way, this will happen, that's not faith at all. That's a plan, which is as humans, especially type A pharmacists, that, that's what we like. We like that certainty. But faith is stepping forward without certainty. It's being called to do something with no guarantees, just that you're called to do it. And it's oftentimes towards fear and towards uncertainty or towards new territory, being a black pharmacist physician, right? And being told no and being ostracized by both sides and not having any real mentor to guide you through that process. That takes what uh, you could say it's faith, but you, you could also say it's balls <laughs> because it's a huge gamble and there's no, there, there's no like, there's no guarantee. And it's finding that calling and going towards that. That's very scary, but that's what grows your faith and really digs you into purpose. And uh, one thing that I would invite you to, and I want to commend you for that because very, very difficult to do that. It's, it's, it's cool to talk about it and you hear a sermon, you feel all excited, but money talks, right? So your career, your future, when that's put on the line, that's when your faith's really tested. And again, this is easy to hear, easy to talk about, but when it comes to you actually doing it, super difficult, man. And that's, that's God at work through you. And the more you do that, the more he calls you and strengthens you. We, we grow from our, our struggles, right? But what I want to invite you in is something that a lot of people in healthcare get, get caught up in. And that's things like materialism, things getting caught up in status, uh, comparison to others and things like that. And uh, I want to invite you to see if that's something that you've ever dealt with. And if you were ever called by God to take a change and set your own desires aside and to be led forward to the calling that was placed on your heart. Yeah, absolutely. That is something that I actually fell into because when I got out of residency, I was in a really dark place. Uh, residency stripped away everything that I knew about myself and turned me into something that I, I wasn't just because it was, it's as hard as people say. And I don't, I don't know anyone who's gone through residency who came out the same. We were all changed a little bit because of just how intense and how grueling and, and it's just a beat down. So when I got out of residency, I said, it's my time now. I'm going to get everything that I deserved and everything I worked hard for. And what did I do? I, I was making really good money and I was living paycheck to paycheck because I was far from God and I was spending money on cars and expensive vacations and, and partying and all expensive watches, expensive clothes, things that I didn't really need, but I felt like. I deserve because of my status. Like I'm, I'm a doctor. Like I deserve everything that a doctor has. What does a doctor have? A nice car. A doctor has a nice house. A doctor has nice shoes, you know, Gucci belt or whatever it is. Right. And I was so empty on the inside. I was completely broken on the inside. And it wasn't until a girlfriend of mine said that, Hey, maybe you should go back to church. And that was when everything changed. I wasn't thinking about going back to church at that time. It wasn't even on my thoughts. And I, I just said, okay, we can go. And going to our church, Hope City, here in Houston, it, it changed everything for me, opened up that pathway and realized that my purpose is to serve. My purpose is not to accumulate. 
things. You know, I wasn't tithing back then. I wasn't doing all the stuff that I knew as a Christian growing up in the church. Should have mentioned earlier, my grandfather uh, it was the Baptist and, and Methodist pastor. So I've been in the church ever since I was a little kid. Yeah, I knew everything about the church and how it worked and how it operated and what I was supposed to be doing. And I wasn't doing any of that. And I was away from my purpose and I was miserable. And then as soon as I got back into my purpose, all that materialistic stuff, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me anymore. What matters is how many lives am I touching? How many people am I reaching? How, what impact am I going to leave? You know, I tell people when I die, I want people to say Richard made a difference. That's what I want them to say. And that's really what I work for every single day and what I strive for. Wow, man. Without a doubt, you make a difference and you're making one right now. And, and I want to really harp on this because your testimony is just absolutely needed for our profession in particular because there's so much comparison. And yeah, we do work really hard and we earn that or we deserve that or whatever you want to say. But I, I want to really harp on this. And it's that so many people are smiling for the camera but dying behind the scenes because the appearances are great. They're, you know, they're flossy, they're doing this, they've got this and that, but inside they feel very empty. And oftentimes they feel like, oh, well, I just don't have the right car or I don't have enough of this or I'm not balling hard enough. So they just keep getting deeper and deeper into that hole. And then they get trapped into a place like you described, living paycheck to paycheck. And then they feel like there's no way out. So they start to go down deeper paths of alcohol or maybe drug use just to numb that pain. And my question for you, because so many people need to hear this, my question for you is people listening to this, if they're honest with themselves, and, and by the way, with all everyone listening, you can fool anybody and everybody actually, except you can't bullshit yourself. And only you know that answer. So if you're listening to this, and this is striking a chord, I want you to really listen to what Dr. Harris is about to say. So you, you started to realize that you were going down this path, and you were invited back to church, a place where you had pain. You were raised, so it wasn't from a point of ignorance. You knew you were raised in the church. You knew the scripture, everything else. But you had pain. You were wronged, and rightfully, you decided, like, I'm done with that. So you took control and lived life on your own terms. But there was a turning point you started to feel that emptiness and you started to find that fulfillment didn't come from you, but it come from, came from Jesus. So what I would like you to share is if someone's listening and they're in that place that you described and they feel like they're too in debt or they feel like they're too old or it's too late to start or they've already tried going to church or they've been wrong by religion before, the place that you were at. So guys, the person you're listening to was right where you are. Can you please speak to them and share the transition period or process that you went through that might offer some hope to someone who is in that place just to share what that would look like and how they would get started on making that change? Yeah, for me, it, it dawned upon me once I got back into it that the church and God are separate. Right. And the church is us. We are the church body. Right? We are the body. Right. And I was ascribing aspects of people to religion and God. And that was the wrong way for me to look at it. 
I had forgotten the grace of God. I had forgotten the mercy of God. I had forgotten the the spirit of God and the all-powerful, all-knowing wisdom of God. And so once I got back into my personal relationship with God, because that had also faltered, once I developed my personal relationship with God, I realized that I cannot expect the church, which is people, to be perfect. Because no person is perfect. It doesn't matter if they're a pastor, bishop, minister, whatever. No one is perfect. And of course, any man-made institution is going to have some issues, right? But what I really needed was my personal relationship with God to start speaking to God again, to start reading my Bible, to start praying again. And that's when things change. So for anyone who was like me, who had a bad experience, don't assign that to all churches because not all churches are like that. All right. And not all Christians are like some of these, you know, Bible toting beat people over the head with the Bible type Christians. Right. So you have to develop your own personal relationship with God. Ask him, where would he have you go? What would he have you do? And that line of thinking changed everything for me. Now, I'm not sure if it was because of the Hope City was just the place that I was supposed to be or if that was the place that, that started everything for me. You know, only only God knows that. It just happened to be that that was the first place I walked into. And two and a half years later, I'm still going to the same church. Wow. Yeah, man. And one thing that really stuck with me when I was starting my faith journey is I would I'd make some progress and, you know, I was human, so I would fall short. I'd be like, oh, what's the point? I'm just a sinful person anyway. I'm no good. I'm unworthy. Here's something that might change your heart, guys. God sees your progression and he loves it more than perfection. None of us are perfect. Every one of us are sinners. Me, you, your neighbor. Okay. So if, if you focus on that and realize that God, like you said, is all knowing, all powerful, he can see that he's not dumb. He knows we're sinners. That's why he sent his only son to be a sacrifice, the pure ultimate lamb sacrifice for our sins so that we could be seen through the lens of Jesus Christ with God, okay? So now with that being said, I'm going to lead you down a path that might make you guys upset and uncomfortable. But this is one of the biggest truths that I've realized in doing, you know, 120 podcast episodes, conferences, everything else, and in my own personal journey. Oftentimes, your pain is actually your purpose. So looking at you being, you know, too black for white people or too white for black people with the the passions that you had and just being so ambitious and digging deep and just following your passion, you felt a lot of betrayal and and pain. And again, I don't know this, I'm just assuming this is what went down. So in medicine and pharmacy, there were you didn't have like a fit. So you kind of created your own with holistic health and everything else. Now since you've been groomed and since you've been really digging in to Jesus Christ and finding your, your purpose to not be yours, but seeing what your calling was from Jesus, we're now at a place, and this is super recent because this was just yesterday as of this recording. You guys all know pharmacists have been seeking provider status. Okay, it's, it's not nothing new. But there's a huge conflict in legislation with the AMA, so physicians versus pharmacists. We're all on the healthcare team. So you've got conflict. How do you resolve conflict? 
you have someone that sees that side as representative that can talk to another and vice versa. Well, isn't it interesting that both sides that created that pain, you represent both because you are a pharmacist, because you're a physician, and you have the business sense of having an MBA. So I think it's really fascinating. And again, I don't know that I could be totally wrong saying this. So correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're so uniquely positioned because you've gone through that process. You've yielded your own desires. So Jesus, what's my calling? What have you given me this for? Why am I in the city? Why was I called to this church? Why did I have to go through residency and all these things and all this pain to the point I am now where I found my purpose? Because I think you're so uniquely positioned to be a voice and really a mediator to bring unity to healthcare instead of division. Because especially right now, I mean, we're still in COVID, right? And we're the, I mean, racism is, it, it's not like racism has gotten worse. It's just pe- more people are paying attention to it, right? So all these things going on, instead of looking at division, we're looking at unity. And, and dude, like, I think you're so gifted for this for so many reasons. And, and I want you to, like, first off, Am I right at what I said? <laughs> so don't be like, so dude, no. <laughs> but seriously, I want to know, like, do you feel that that's a calling for you? And, and what do you plan to do with the position that, that you work so hard for that you've been called to do in healthcare? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, man. Because partially why I went to medical school was to prove to doctors what pharmacists know. Because I'm... I'm a competitive person with knowledge. I'm a knowledge seeker. I have a voracious appetite for knowledge. And when people feel like when I feel people think that I am underutilized or or I'm not being utilized correctly, I don't like that. And so I go to show you that I can do that. And so I always tell people when they ask, they say, which degree are you more proud of, your PharmD or your MD? And I tell people my PharmD because it was harder. And that was... That's no joke. That's no hyperbole. I'm 100% being honest that my PharmD was harder than my MD. Now, flash forward to where we are now, I completely think that pharmacists should have provider status for a lot of these general type things, you know, hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, you know, these these things that all so many of the population have. And I think pharmacists are better suited to to help people because one, they know about the nutraceuticals. They know about the, the over the counter stuff. They've been, they've been trained on these, these modules that are right there. a lot of times in the pharmacy and two, there's a lot more leadership training that happens in pharmacy school. You're, you're taught more to be a thought leader where in medical school, you're, you're taught to be a thought leader, but you get out in residency and then you realize you're under someone's boot the entire time. Right? So, I really, really, really want pharmacists to get there because I'm proof that a pharmacist can do primary care type activities and excel. And people often ask me, is your pharmacy license still active? I'm like, heck yeah, it's still active. I spent all that time (laughs) to get it. I'm not letting that thing lapse. So if I wanted to walk into Walgreens tomorrow and apply for a job, I could. I'm still a licensed pharmacist. Yeah. What I think people aren't looking at is the horizon. And what worries me is data shows that we could be up to 140,000 doctors short in this country by 2033. That's not that far off. All right. And, and 
somewhere up to 50% of those could be in primary care. Now, no one wants to go into primary care anymore. It's a terrible job. It's one of the highest burnout rates. You're overburdened with paperwork. You're seeing like 25 people a day. They're cutting your staff. For most groups, the, that group doesn't make the group any money. So you're literally the, the stepchild that no one cares about, right? So that's a, that's a problem with, with job satisfaction. That's why no one wants to go into it. When I was in residency, 70% of internal medicine residents went on to fellowship. And I'm sure that's more now. So what's going to happen in 12 years is we're going to have a massive shortage of people doing primary care. So who do I think is best suited to step into that gap? I think it's pharmacists. And I know it's going to have to get there because I don't see anything happening on the medical end from you know us MDs and DOs and things like that to step in. I don't think they're going to suddenly say, oh man, internal medicine is looking more attractive. I want to go into that. No, I think it's becoming less and less attractive. And I think this problem is going to get worse. And so having pharmacists practice at the top of their license, which that's all this is. This is not, oh, we need to, to train pharmacists to be better or do more. It's really just have them practice at the top of their license, what they're already trained to do. That's all that I believe that pharmacists are asking. And I think that we as pharmacists are fully capable of doing that and helping in an area of massive need. The, the red flags are all there. Yeah. It's, it's all there that we're going to walk into a buzzsaw if we don't solve this primary care problem. And we've got a group of people saying, hey, I can do this. I'm ready to work. Put us to work. Yeah. Wow. That's inc honestly incredible insight. I didn't know those stats. So I, I, like I say, I always learn stuff on these podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's that's really phenomenal and such a great thing to see that pharmacy, uh, one of the reasons I love it as a profession is it's such a breeding ground for innovation. Because as we all know, healthcare is riddled with problems and the way to do it is think differently. So if you're trying to create the same solution with the same thing that's always been used, you're going to get the same result. Just what was that? What was that guy, that smart guy that said, if you try to do the same, if you try to get a different result by doing the same thing, that's insanity. Oh yeah, Einstein. <laughs> um, but no, that's why I think what you're doing is so tremendous because you come from that different angle of, of seeing both sides and you can provide incredible insight for pharmacists, which you're doing right now on this podcast, giving that insight from the physician side just like you can do that with the physician side from your pharmacy insight, which I think is truly phenomenal. And, and again, coming back to the source where all this came from is finding that through your faith and really growing on a soul level, which is why I called this soul care, because it's so essential for self-care. And that's my MO. I mean, you're very passionate about that as well, but we want to give the best to our patients. We want to give the best to our professions. If we're not in a good space, we're never going to be able to get there. So, you know, it's great to do, you know, nutrition and mindset and workouts. You and I both promote those. But when you really go deeper to your purpose and your mission as a Christian, that will totally change the game. Because if you try to do all this stuff on your own, I mean, you have, I mean, dude, you've got more degrees after your name than there are letters in your name. How? It's not a joke. It's the reality. I mean, go look this guy up on LinkedIn. Let's be real talk right now. But seriously, there's no way you could have done that on your own. No way. And no. if you try to, you'll burn out. You'll have resentment and all this stuff. 
But when you realize you don't have to rely on yourself, and there's a source that literally says, cast your burdens on me, and I'm not going to say it's going to be easy. The Christian life is not an easy life. You will be tested all the time, every day, just full disclosure, full disclosure. But it's a lot more rewarding. And again, you're not in that alone, which is the whole point of this podcast is to let you guys know, we know you're struggling. We are too. You do not have to carry these burdens by yourself. These burdens that you're carrying, this mountain that you're carrying on your shoulders, you were only meant to climb, to make you get stronger. And that's why having a community is so essential to say like, we're, yo, we're all sinners. We ain't perfect. I ain't know all the words. I don't know all these things. I'm not self-made and all this. It's from a community, from support and from surrendering to my creator, Jesus Christ. And guys, that's how this genius here and I met. Literally, divine intervention from a really good friend, uh, Dr. Maria, who had us on her first episode of her podcast, which is lifted from the scripts. So guys, we get that there's so much struggle, so much emotional turmoil, so much stress, burden, overwhelm, job dissatisfaction, being wrong, being tr oh, just oh, all the stuff that you just can't deal with or just gets your heart rate racing. We get it. And we're creating a community, Dr. Harris, myself, and others that are leaders in healthcare to really give back and find answers from the source. And it's a faith-based podcast from leaders in healthcare that are out there on the front lines. And that's what we really wanted to, to tell you guys about uh, using Dr. Harris's story and testimony because it's it's guys to me it's super inspiring. I mean, I had a hard enough time getting into pharmacy school, so I don't know about getting MD school. You know, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna wave my pom poms back here and be like, yeah, you go, baby. <laughs> but in all seriousness, guys, uh, we're super excited to be a part of this, and, and this was kind of kind of the uh, the reveal of what's to come because we know you're 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 dealing with these things. You hear me talk about it all the time and my content about my journey. I wanted to invite Dr. Harris as, as an anchor on the podcast to share his. He also has his own podcast that you guys definitely need to dig into because um, I have to like stop and rewind and, and figure out how to spell the words he's saying because it's, it's <laughs> legit. But that's really what I want to dispense to you guys now is hope that you're not alone. You're not, you're, you're not, you're not broken. You're not unlovable. You're not beyond repair. You're not someone that is not fit for the position or you've sinned so badly that you're not able to be even around people, let alone helping them. All of us are that status. All of us are in it together. And the only way you're going to get over that is when you really surrender to Jesus. And, and this is a story. There, there's different specifics, but this is the story that I have lived out that Dr. Harris has lived out. And uh, yeah, I, I just really want to give you guys that, that ray of hope that your passion isn't something that you should be discounted. It isn't something that should be tainted by humanity, but it is something that should be connected to it through your story. And uh, Dr. Harris, I just want to say like, dude, 
I, I know we're all COVID plus we're in different states, but I'm, I'm giving you virtual hugs from here, man. <laughs> like, I, I, I have so much respect for the trials and tribulations that you've gone through that you haven't even talked about, but it, it's just so inspiring to see someone on the front lines that's doing, that's doing the work that you're doing, man. Uh, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm out of words at this point. Uh, thank you, brother. I, I really appreciate that. And, you know, there's, it's so encouraging that I've gotten to connect with so many strong men and women of the faith who are also healers, because we all know that our healing power comes from God, right? And we're just in this position to carry out his will and his agenda. And he's just blessed us with the ability to take care of another person, which is, to me, that's the ultimate gift, that, that God is trusting us to take care of his creations, right? There's, that's a powerful, powerful way of thinking, a powerful realization when it, when it came upon me. And that's why I pray every single day for healing power from him. Every single day I pray that because I know I can't go a single day without it, right? I can't go a single day without his power to heal flowing through me. Um, and, and that's how I approach medicine that's how i operate with with my patients and, and my clients and that's how i found my purpose can you share that again man that that's ex seriously extremely powerful i want you to i want you to say that again yeah it's it's once i realized that i can't heal anybody and that i can't save anybody that all of that comes from god and at at his design and his will that i'm able to help anybody all right. So all my power comes from him and everything that I've walked into is all from him. And so I know on my own, I always pray on my own. I say, God, I, I can't do this on my own. I will hurt somebody on my own. I will mess up. And, and that's somebody's family that, that I, I can't do that. God, I need you. Be with me. Grant me your power. Grant me your strength. And that's what gets me through. You know, I heard uh, a article from a physician. And that physician was talking about burnout. And the, the, this really struck me. The physician said, you know, someday I want to wake up and not have to worry about killing somebody. And I was like, wow, like, man, I, I was like, I have the same thing. Like, I, I can't remember a day that I've woken up where I haven't thought about that. But now I know I'm covered because of the, the daily prayer, the daily affirmation I get from God asking for his power, his healing to just flow through me, I know I'm covered. And so now I may think about that, but I'm not worried about it. I'm not preoccupied by it. And I'm not burnt out because I know I'm covered by the armor of God whenever I walk into the hospital, that his healing is flowing through me. It's full armor of God straight out of Ephesians. I love that, man. And what you said, we are entrusted to care for his creation. I've never heard that. And that just really struck. And that's what we're all here to do. Every single one of us, regardless of your beliefs, if it's Western medicine and pharma or Eastern medicine or whatever, whatever you're trying to do, we're all trying to help people get better, to live their best life, to help people literally thrive. That's what we're all here to do. Whether you're a physician, a pharmacist, nurse, PA, whoever you are listening, we're entrusted to care for his creation. That's just beautiful, man. I just had to replay that for my own selfish, <laughs> like that's, that's going to be searing in my brain. So 
you, you might be seeing that come out on some memes, but I, I absolutely love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. Most pharmacy students and pharmacists struggle with standing out among the competition. So at scriptyourbrand.com, we help you create your ultimate competitive edge, your personal brand. Once you have that, you'll also have the freedom to do what you love instead of having to settle being trapped working a dead-end job. www.scriptyourbrand.com Enroll today so that we can help you create your tomorrow. So what advice could you give to someone who, who is in a place where they've, they've realized that they've gone down a path or their life isn't what they thought it would be, or they chase things that thought would make them feel happy or fulfilled, and they got everything they went after, the degrees, the status, the stuff, and they feel emptier than ever. And they feel like it's too late. They feel like there, there's no going back. They feel like, well, I did what I thought would make me happy. It, there, there's no hope. What would you say to someone that's in a place where they feel emptier than ever, where they feel overburdened and overwhelmed and really aren't sure where to turn? What would you say to someone listening if they're in that spot and you right now have their full earbuds at your attention? Yeah, what, what I would say to that is when you have that conversation with yourself, count how many times you said I, right? Because if you're just I this, I that, I don't have this, I need this, I want this, you're only thinking about yourself and you will never, ever, ever be happy doing things only for yourself. You know, the data is very clear that we get more happiness from doing things from others than we do for doing things for ourselves. So if you're not out there serving others, if you're not doing something to enhance your neighbor, you're always going to be miserable. Always. There's nothing that brings joy to a person's face like seeing someone else's face light up from something that they did, right? An action or a word or something like that. You know, just think about it. Think about if you saw your, your coworker walking on the street, you'll go, hey, that's a, that's a really nice dress. You look really pretty. And Think about how your coworker beams and then you feel good because you made someone else feel good, right? And so service to others is the best way to break yourself out of that rut. And then once you do that, you, you'll really see yourself become creative and you feel like your creative juices start flowing and, and you're, you'll find ways to break out of what you were doing before. Yes, you may stay in the same job with the same drudgery or, or whatever, but now you have something to look forward to. Now you have something to believe in again. And then maybe you can bring that into your job. Maybe you can find a job in that area. Now doors open for you. So that's what I would, I would say to, to that person. And that's what really helped me was uh, I wasn't doing much service for others outside of, of being a physician, but I wasn't doing the things that I used to do, you know, volunteer and and donating to charitable causes and uh you know sometimes now me and my girlfriend if we have extra food we just drive around and find homeless people to give food to right so it doesn't always have to be this big grand gesture it could be something as small as not throwing away your leftovers and just driving around and giving to someone that you need that you know could use it so that's uh what helped me that's what keeps me going and 
every day I feel very fulfilled walking into my purpose, knowing that everything I'm doing is for the service of others, whether that's in business or whether that's just in charity or just, you know, saying hi to my neighbor, asking him how they're doing, how's their day going, anything I can help you with. You know, just all those little things are, are things that I do inside my day. That's such brilliant advice to get started. And I just want to tell you guys that you're, you're listening to this podcast. You want to dispense your full potential. You want to really go after your, leaving your legacy. We all want to plant trees, right? We all want to go out and have these forests of impact. But where do they come from? They don't just pop out as trees. They start as seeds. So while you're trying to make these changes and you're trying to help people, it's not about like creating a, the West Wing of the hospital or creating a school of pharmacy and boom. It starts with planting the seeds by giving a compliment. By let's say you have a patient in the pharmacy and they've got all kinds of groceries and it's an elderly woman saying to your staff, like, guys, give me five minutes. Take that out to her car. Do the little things because it's the little things that are the seeds to you, but they're the big things. They're the forest to someone else. And when you approach your day that way and say, how can I make someone's day? Who's, gonna, who's God going to bring into my life? Who's a challenged patient? Who's just having a terrible day that I can be the vessel to turn that switch, to flip that script and dispense more than medication? How can I be of service to plant the seed so that over time that forest will grow? And it's not me planting it. It's inviting others to water it, to nurture it, to foster that process. That's how you're going to do it. So what you said is perfect, man. And it's not about doing the big things. It's about planting the little seeds. And that's all you got to do. And from an internal thing, so you talked about giving, which is essential. But when you guys start doing these little things, you're going to feel fantastic too. You're going to be, someone's going to, you're just going to see them light up. And you're like, wow, I helped do that. Because God chose me to be in that person's life at this exact time. I have purpose because look what just happened. And once you start that seed in you, that's how by going into the daily word of God, by getting in a Bible study, by listening to Lifted from the Script podcast or my podcast or Dr. Harris's podcast, that's how you're going to nurture that seed that you plant in yourself. And when you do that consistently, you'll be amazed at what will grow because it's not just going to be the impact. It's going to be your soul. And that's what I want to dispense. And yeah, man, you, you nailed it. I agree with everything you said. Thank you. Man. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to be on, on your podcast today. And again, I, I just love connecting with other healers, strong men and women of God coming together because we need to, we need to band together now more than ever. And even during all this, these dark times with COVID, I've seen so many pockets of light starting to flare up that when people are able to get back in, into these events and, and give each other hugs and, and spend time with loved ones and friends and family, I think that you're going to see a, a powerful movement of God come through this country uh, and all these, these pockets of light come together for, for healing and convalescence. I agree 100%. And when adversity rises, those people that are pure leaders that have the right intentions, when they see this oppression, when they see this adversity with COVID and, and the racism that's getting more press and all the terrible things, they feel compelled to stand up and lead. And you guys have probably already noticed it, but there's a huge shift in leaders across 
communities, professions, because those people are starting to stand up for what's right. And that's what we need to do together. And Dr. Harris, you're definitely one of those people. I'm going to have all of his contact information and where he's active on social in the show notes below. But real quick, where can people connect with you? Uh, where are you most active and how can people listen to the content that you have to dispense and prescribe? Sure. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Dr. Harris, MD, Dr. Harris, MD, and Facebook by business, great health and wellness. And then my podcast is the Strive for Great Health podcast. It's available on all major podcast platforms and YouTube. And it's health, wellness, lifestyle, and who knows what else. You know, <laughs> I'm in all different kinds of things. So I just kind of throw together my podcast with all the different things that I'm into. I love that, man. And I'm going to return the favor since you opened us in prayer. I'm going to close this out in prayer. So Lord Jesus, thank you so much for bringing this man into my life and into so many other lives and earbuds really uh to uh, let them know that they're not alone that they have tremendous gift they are blessed beyond belief and that they do not have to go through this process alone that they can lean and cast their burdens onto jesus their creator because the best person to heal your soul is the one who created it in your name jesus christ i pray amen amen a pleasure to be with you, my man. Looking forward to more amazing things and following your journey and just continuing to be inspired by all that you do and all that you are through him. So yeah, man, thank you so much for your time and sharing what you dropped here today. It was absolute fire. Thank you, my brother. It was my pleasure. And to all your listeners, keep forging ahead. That's what my grandfather used to tell me, forge ahead. The grandfather who was a pastor and those are words I live by. So Keep moving and you pharmacists out there, you're doing great work. I love you guys. I'm praying for you and I'm going to continue to fight for the profession of pharmacy. I love it, man. Guys, this was Dr. Adam Martin with the Dr. Harris on the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast. Go forth, be great, and dispense your full potential.